Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. In this atmosphere of being devoted to you, Lord, that we approach you through the blood of the everlasting covenant, the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and instantly pray that everyone in this place be washed in your blood, be filled with your Holy Spirit. And Lord, for we have obtained a living hope, a living hope through Jesus Christ by the power of the resurrection from the dead. We thank you this night for the Word of God that lives and abides forever. And He will bless your people near and far according to your Word through Jesus Christ's name. And all God's people said, Amen. You may all take your seats. Thank you very much. I'm going to get into this year in the book of 1 Peter and uh, 1 3. It says, Blessed, Amplified Bible, gratefully praised and adored be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant and boundless mercy has caused us to be born again. That is, to be reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and set apart for His purpose to an everlasting hope and confident assurance through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He's given us an ever-living hope. And uh, here it says in the normal King James translation, it says, given us a living hope. And so we are in a living hope that we're not just living and just passing time. We're living for something, but we're also living towards everlasting life. And uh, I was just looking at some, some stats in the late afternoon to see that, that 90% plus of people believe that there is something, there is some life after death, even if they don't know what's going on. They believe that life on earth is not the end. But it is so that if you do not have Jesus Christ in your life and you haven't received the Lord Jesus, you are in trouble because He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the living hope that we believe in, in Him by the power of the resurrection of the dead. And uh, maybe I should go with you to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15 from the third verse. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse 3. For I delivered to you first of all that which I've also received, that Jesus the Christ, our Lord and Savior, died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, and that He rose again, and the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He was seen by Cephas, which is Peter, then by the twelve. After that, He was seen by over 500 brethren, seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. For a Christian to die before the Lord comes to take away the church, to catch away the church, means to live on. The Bible calls that asleep. And at the resurrection from the dead, of the dead, from the dead, at the resurrection, they again rise up in glorified state, in glorified bodies, into eternal life. After that, he was seen by James, and then by the apostles. And then last of all, he was seen by me also, as one born out of due time. So Paul gives a list here of people that the Lord Jesus Christ appeared to over 500 at once, at one time. And he showed himself to the people. Hence, we are here tonight with this book, the book of life that God gives us in him and in his word, 
His word was a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, shall be so forever the day that he spares us unto. So having said all of that, um, we have two kinds of situations. The one is that uh, there are some who have fallen asleep. The Bible calls them as people who have fallen asleep. And these people who have fallen asleep are awaiting the very resurrection from the dead and the departure of the church into heaven for the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, if you go to 1 Corinthians or 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 13. Now, 1 Thessalonians, you have very much information about the, uh, the Christ and the catching away of the rapture of the church. In 2 Thessalonians, you have the Antichrist and what he's going to be getting up to. So first the Christ, then the Antichrist. And of course, in this first book, there's the departure of the church. Now, I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. Now we've already seen that we have a living hope. For we believe, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Those are family members that have been saved, friends, people that you know or have known at one stage or another in life. Those are all people that have been buried and uh, they're asleep in Christ Jesus. See, and uh, the Bible tells us very clearly that uh, they will come back with him, but they're coming back with a purpose, namely to receive a glorified body, which is quite different from the type of body that we are alive in right now. So we could talk about death and what we would call NDE or near-death experiences, but we could also talk about actual death experiences. Now, I'm, I'm, I've seen in my research a lot of NDE research, near-death experiences. And uh, doctor scientists that went into all of that. But there's also actual death experiences where people were really literally dead and then saw some things and came back. Maud had a very good testimony of some pilot from the United States that died for quite a considerable period of time and had a meeting with the Lord Jesus Christ and then came back. And he was completely changed after that. His whole life was changed and would change your life. You would not know your life like it was after a situation like that. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, verse 14, even so God will bring with him, with him those who sleep in Jesus. Now I believe there's coming a moment in time that uh, it's going to be the most, I don't even know how to say it, the most um, publicized. You better know, know that and believe that in the moment that he comes to fetch the church, there'll be a lot of talk when millions disappear. And police file wouldn't work then. And not paid accounts won't work either. Because there'll be nobody there to come back and say, well, you know what, I'll pay up. Because they'll be in a place far better, as I said this morning. For the Lord himself will descend. He ascended on high, now he's descending. Verse 16, from heaven with a shout. I was looking at that, I think, what a powerful shout that must be because it'll be heard on earth. With the voice of an archangel. Now we know that the one that's listed in Scripture as an archangel, only one of them in Scripture, in the Bible, is Michael, who is like leading the armies of God and of course Jesus, who is the captain of the hosts or the Lord of hosts, Adonai Sevaot, the Lord of the heaven's armies. 
And so with that, this archangel by the name of, of uh, Michael is the angel of war. And when he comes down, that's the time where Satan's power is broken forever on human beings that belong to Jesus. And all his harassments, I mean now the devil and his cohorts, all of the stuff he got up to, then suddenly turns. Because in a moment, millions will disappear, both from the graves and both above the graves. Now he says here, I need to read this to get the context correctly. With the voice of an archangel, with a, with a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. The dead in Christ will rise first. Now notice what the Bible says. The Bible says, first thing that's going to be happening is that the dead in Christ will rise first. Now, we can talk about what kind of bodies do they have. I'm going to get to that in a moment's time. What kind of body will they have? What kind of body is a glorified body or a resurrection body? Because the Bible is very clear on these things. But there are things that God left out and He has not spoken of that and He let us know as much as we need to know. I'll say that again. He let us know as much as we need to know to live by faith in the living hope and to be saved, born again from above, gene anothen, which means literally, if any man is born again, if, if you accept a man be born again, say Jesus, John 3, 3, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That word is gene anothen, born from above. So once a person has been saved and your name is written in the book of life, even though you rest in sleep of death, the graves will open. Now, one of the first things I need to tell you is that you need to notice that uh, it won't be a case of having to dig your way out. There's neither going to be some angels that are going to dig with spades around there. You're going to come straight out because a glorified body is quite different from the material world as we know it. That's why I talk about the physics of non-physics. Now here, of course, on earth, we're living in linear time. And people say the time now is, or next year so and so, or in six months time, according to the linear scale. But once you leave your body, having been saved, here's your qualification, you have to be saved. Absolutely have to be saved. Absolutely got to be in Christ Jesus, hidden in God, sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I want to say in church, not somewhere sitting outside of the church, except you're sitting in Australia and New Zealand and you really cannot get to church. But the time has come that God is calling the body of Christ straight into the church to partake on the end time anointing, which is coming in now. I said the end time anointing is coming in now. The end time corporate anointing is coming in now. There's the end time calamities of which we'll say some things next week. But the end time anointing is refreshing, is refurbishing, is recreative as almighty powerful impact upon your life when you pray. So they will come out of those graves like that. Because the material world, physics, and the laws of physics and the things that exist on earth, physics, literal, have been created. It happens so be by God Himself. So if God made the dust of the earth, He can take you through the dust of the earth. Out of the dust of the earth, He can create another Adam and Eve if He wanted to. He can do anything. So the laws of physics do not count with a glorified body at all. Also, time-wise, you know, the Bible says one year is a thousand, one day is like a thousand years in the sight of the Lord and a thousand years like a day. Because with God, and when you go into, you exit what we call the space-time continuum, that's where we are living here. 
when you exit the space-time continuum, you're moving into eternity. The experience is instantly eternal. The capacity of a born-again glorified body of one of the saints is absolutely astronomical if you make a proper study of that. We spend time in the Bible school on that. And the dead in Christ will rise first, verse 17. Then we who are alive, we who are alive and remain. We who are alive and remain. Now that word and there is not two different things alive and then remains another thing. Let me just get this here. I just need to get this, this Greek Bible in front of me and get that thing open. Just give me a second that I can just see the text as it rolls underneath. And it says, it says, then we who are alive in um, verse number 17. Alive and remain. The word alive and the word and. And is not there. If you look at your Bible, if you look at the New King James, just italicized. It's italicized. In other words, it's something that a translator put in there that's not there. Then we who are alive that remain, or the, we, those who are remaining alive, we who are alive remaining. Same thing. Because there's two words there connected to one another in the, in the Greek construct. You can even use the word kai, and, if you wanted to. But really it's just been put in there. Um, then we are, uh, we are alive, and notice here, even on my computer, in the English translation, it's italicized. Cursief gedruk, if you like that. And the Afrikaans spreek woorden en gezegdes. Als hou ek die tale van mense in Engels spreek, ek praat nie Afrikaans nie, dan. Amen, give the Lord a praise, Afri. We love Jesus. Amen. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Caught up is the, is the, the operational word here. Together with them in the clouds, in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. In the clouds, to meet the Lord where? In the air. Does it say that He's landing here? No. Does it say that we go up to Him in the air? Yes. Can you say amen? amen. Thus, we shall always be with the Lord, Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, if you look at the word caught up together, the word caught up together, is the Greek word harpazo. This harpazo means, and maybe I should just, Hit that thing right here and read it straight here off the dictionary, the B-Dag dictionary. It is to make off someone's property. If you, if you get a thief and you get, I always say to the students, you get like a kind of a, a handbag snatcher. Now he comes in from behind, a woman is walking and she doesn't know it. She's hanging her handbag here. And there's a thief and he sees his gap and there's nobody looking and he suddenly accelerates. He grabs the bag, rips it off her arm and he runs with it. That is harpazo, to snatch up in a hurry and to go. All right? Now we'll see more about that. It is such a quick thing that the Greek actually gets down to what is called an atomic particle of time, literally. So this word harpazo in the Greek means suddenly to remove and gain control, snatch out of harm's way of this earth as you know it now. God just comes in and takes you. But at the moment that those who have risen first, those who are dead will rise first, then we who are alive remaining, that remain, we will be caught up together with them. In order to be caught up, in order to do that, to meet the Lord in the air, you have to be in a glorified body. 
So now we begin to say, what kind of body do we then have? What is the capacity of this kind of body that we have that happens to be the eternal body that you and I will live in? With what body do we come and what will happen to the body? Now, now one thing that I have said, because always when you're teaching students, this is not a Bible school lecture, but however, I can tell you a couple of things. Now, whenever you look at this, I have from early years, now we talked back 1986, 1987, 1988, those years up to, up to uh, well, whenever. I just went on and I, I said, you know what? We used to have these gas lamps. I don't know if they're still around, but you have like a little bag that you tie and then you tie it at the bottom and there's some holes in the pipe, little pipe, and it's got a jet and uh, you open the gas, gas bottle and it comes through this little bag. But now, as the gas comes through, of course, it's flammable. You put in a lighter in there, and you light that bag, and it begins to burn. Then the bag does not disappear. It's still burning. Finally, it's burnt out, but it's still there. Now, there's been a metamorphosis that's taken place there. You see the bag still there, but now its qualities are different from the bag that was. It can now take light, it can now take fire. It can now take heat. It now gives light. It is a completely different thing. There has been a sudden change, but the construct, the atomic construct is still present and uh, particles of that has now regrouped to, to form a, a basic thing that can take the heat and give fire. Now, when we are caught up in the air, it is evident from the Scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15 and so on, and other instances in the Bible, and particularly in the New Testament, where Jesus walked straight through the door. Walked just while the doors were closed, the windows shut for fear of the Jews. Suddenly Jesus stood in the midst of them. Now you can imagine for yourself, you think you're safe. And everybody's there and counting, yeah, we're all here. And just as you're about to start talking about what's happening in Jerusalem, next thing, here stands Jesus in front of you. Amen. It's like we sometimes say, you shock yourself into another blood group then. I mean, you know, that's just wow. You know, what happened there? Here's the Lord. Do you know that the Lord can appear right here if he wanted to? I said he can appear right there if he wanted to. I, I mean, he can appear right in the church, anywhere he wanted to. The Holy Spirit can manifest and the cloud of the glory of the Lord can be seen, heard and felt in this place. We won't get out of this building. The priests couldn't stand on their feet when the cloud of the glory of the Lord came down in the Old Covenant in the days of the tabernacle of Moses and even with the inauguration of the, the temple of King Solomon. They couldn't stand on their feet. The Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, omnipresent, all-powerful, omniscient and omnipotent this is God Almighty and the ability that He has to take your body and now you can bear the fire. Now you can take the glory. Now you're capable of moving at a blistering speed which will be needed in the time of the perfect age which is described in uh, uh, 2 Peter chapter number 3. We await according to His promise, new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwell. that dwells. That's the eternal age, the perfect age. So in a moment, those people are out of the graves and in a moment, we are transformed. We receive new bodies. And now you can read in the Bible what it says about those bodies. See? Now at the moment, there are some qualities about your physical body that you don't like because you can get tired for one thing. People get sick. People develop all kinds of ailments. People have pains in their legs, in their bones, pains in the muscles, tendons, whatever. The body is weak. But now you're going to go towards something completely different. Now, of course, I know that you're wanting to know what is that something that is so different from the first body that we had. And I'm so glad that you're asking me that question. You can turn to 1 Corinthians 15 and let's go straight to verse number 50. 1 Corinthians 15 and in the 50th verse. 
so you can see what kind of body you can expect to move into. So, harpazo happens when the Lord comes in a moment and He catches away the church, those who are asleep, those who are alive, whose names are written in the book of life, and He now takes them up to Him and we meet the Lord in the air. 1 Corinthians 15, 15, 15, 50, 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God because of the sin nature, the fallen nature. Nor does corruption or decay inherit incorruption. Inherit incorruption, that is immortality. Corruption can't inherit immortality. Behold, I tell you a secret or a mystery. We shall not all sleep. May again refer to the sleep of death. And again we see, but we will, we shall all be changed. That means to follow into a new order of being that you were not before, not like that. Because Jesus came and he died for us, spirit, soul, and body. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the word moment is and has always been very, very important because it is the Greek word atomos, atom, atom, atomos. Now the atomos is if you take time, you take a second, you divide it into two, and you like that, you divide that into two, and you keep on dividing time until time itself is so tiny particle that it becomes, if you took the atomos away, there would be no time. That's the speed where would you be changed. It's like, and it, it's done. And then Paul gets, he says, in a moment, and he thought, well, okay, that is the atomos, but maybe I will explain it this way, in the twinkling of an eye, if you blink your eyes, one moment you're here, one moment you're gone. Now, before I carry on, I want to know how many of you believe in everlasting life? Let me see your hands right now in this place. How many of you believe for your own salvation and you'll be part of this company to meet the Lord in the air? Let me see your hands right now. Uh, we got the people here, everybody's on that. Nobody wants to go to hell. Is there anybody here that I need to pray for? Nobody wants to go to hell. Can you say amen to that? Because the Bible tells you a lot about hell also. And if you study that, it's the most horrifying thing that, that can be described, that is described in the Bible. In a moment, be changed. Go into a new order of things, a new way of life to be transformed, to alter, to change. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. Now evidently, because the Bible is written for the whole world, the sound of that trumpet that God gives the command to, everybody will hear that. And when that trumpet blasts, then and you will be in a glorified body. How many of you believe for that? No more pain, no more bumping around, no more demons, no more targeting, no more victimization, intimidation, no more clicks and whatever you want to call it, and people that are rejected, no more rejection, only acceptance, no more hatred, only love, and God's going to wipe away the tears of the people Himself. Revelation chapter 21. For the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ, or the dead, will be raised incorruptible. That word incorruptible means immortal, cannot die again. You will never have to say goodbye to anybody again. You will never need to weep because somebody has died. You will not be in a realm where there's pains and sorrow anymore. 
you will be with Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and under His command as the Bride of Christ. Now there is the perfect age. And you want to know what happens in the perfect age because this is amazing stuff. Raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. It's actually the second time that it says and uses this word literally altered or transformed into this glorified state. For this corruptible, that's your body, this corruptible, perishable, this body that is full of weakness and full of decay. Somebody said, you know, when a child is born, the countdown to death begins. But the body that you receive, which we call the glorified body, is completely incorruptible, cannot die again. Can you say amen? amen. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said, he said that you will have abundant life. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. See, there it is. Immortality, purity. Um, it speaks constantly and eternally in that state that incorruption, there's going to be no corruption. You won't develop some form of, let's say, a problem in your veins, a vascular problem. You won't have heart diseases around. None of that stuff. No more what the Bible calls, another Greek word called myotis. Myotis means lack of strength, prone to break down. Everything breaks down. All of creation has been subject to myotis. Lack of strength and frailty. So no more frailty. You won't see people grow old and want to die or have to die or die. None of that stuff. Not a demon in sight either because God takes control of that then. Because that's now behind us. And this mortal, which literally means, if you say in the Afghan's language, staff lacham, diable, something that can, mortal means you prone to death must put on immortality. That means no more dying, no more crying. The best of joy that you have on planet Earth, as we have it right now. Paul says, you know, in Philippians 1, 21, 22, 23 there. He says, um, I quoted this this morning, let me quote it again. He says, for I am, I'm torn straight between two having a desire to depart and to be with the Lord, which is far more needful for you. I have a desire to depart and to be with the Lord, which is far more needful for you. But he has this word to say. He says, um, I have a, let me get this, this quotation in fullness. I'm torn in the straight between two, having a, a, a desire to depart and to be with the Lord, which is far better, but to remain here with you is far better for you. If you read in Philippians 1, 21, 22, 23, he says, to depart, I have a desire, I want to go and be with the Lord out of this. The most successful Christian in Christianity history, Paul the Apostle, speaks these words, he says, I want to go, and where I want to go is far better than here. The best of what here has is under God's judgment. So I want to go, I don't want to go there. I don't want to be here. Now I remember in the early years of the Bible school, there was a, there was a couple and they were very excited because they were in a, a, a big uh, prang, as it were, a crash. And um, she got flung, this lady, out of the car. And she hit the ground and she was dead on the spot. And of course, calamity because there's a car rolling, another car involved, people are being hurt or have been hurt, and uh, she's gone. And she comes back afterwards because she recovered again. She came back to her body. They started praying for her. And she came back and started breathing. But she said the most amazing thing is she was instantly out of her body. And what she realized was complete freedom total freedom. 
And there's not the force even of gravity that makes you feel heavy after a Sunday lunch. <laughs> of course, that never happens nowhere. Don't worry about that. Amen? She just said, I didn't want to come back. I did not want to come back because that was far better than what I was experiencing. In a moment, I was dead. I left my body. And now they're praying for me. And finally, my husband is calling upon the name of the Lord. And finally, I feel a force. I'm back into my body. And I really didn't want that. I really wanted to go and be where I was because there was light everywhere and I was rising up and then this happened. So the mortal body must put on immortality on sterflicate. No more liability or um, in uh, Romans chapter number eight. If the spirit that dwells in you if the Spirit of Christ dwells in you, in Romans chapter 8, He will also quicken your mortal body. That's, that's a word that means to give and to preserve life in your body. If the Holy Spirit is within you. If the Spirit of God is upon you, if the Spirit of God is within you, through your work that you do in terms of prayer, when you're busy fellowshipping, you have a relationship with God, and now the Spirit of God is upon you, and you're enjoying life, the Bible says He quickens your life. And I think that's a very powerful thing. To me, it's always been powerful. This quickening of the Holy Spirit in anybody's mortal body. See? Amen? Now, don't look like I'm talking Greek here tonight. I mean, I'm talking the truth here. The Bible says He will quicken your mortal body. That means to give you and to preserve in you life. It's not a prophetic statement of the fact that there'll be a catching away of the church. It's to give and to preserve life in your mortal body. So you can be healthier by virtue of the fact that you're full of the Holy Spirit. I say again, you can be healthy by virtue of the fact that you are full of the Holy Spirit, full of prayer, always there with God. You will become healthier by the day. How many of you believe that is true? Now, Bord and I, we are not two chickens in terms of years. I'm 75, you know. I don't know when the Lord comes to fetch me. But as I stand here now, I don't have any trace of any form of sickness in my body. See? He will quicken your mortal body. Yeah, little things here and there, but it passes by. And the same with Maud. She's in absolute good, healthy condition. So why die if the Spirit of God is there and the Spirit of God is with you? If you pray, if you walk in the light, if you have fellowship with the Lord, He will quicken your mortal body, your body that's liable and prone to die, to death. And when the Lord says, now it's time to come home, then you go home. But that's far better. That far betterness is what you're looking for. How many of you are looking for that far betterness? Absolutely. So, Verse 54, so when this corruptible puts, has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up into victory. You know, I must tell you, people that work in these, uh, you know, these undertakers, and they come into the churches and they stand at the back of the church. You preach a fiery sermon about the mortal body putting on immortality. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death, where is your sting? And they stand there. Instead of saying, 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. That was a born-again, saved believer. He's on his way to Jesus Christ the Lord. I wish I was with him and on my way to heaven as well. Praise the blessed name of the Lord our God. Blessed be his name both now and forevermore. Give glory to God tonight in this place. Amen. How many of you are believers? So if you look at the Scriptures, it's very clear. And therefore, verse 58, my beloved, brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain when it comes to whatever you do in the body, in Christ Jesus, and there is a living hope within you. You're not to, you know, <laughs> sudden death means sudden glory to the believer. Is a departure to a place far better better, that far better, exceedingly better, that betterness is what we have to look for. And we are not without hope because Christ has risen from the dead and He is Lord. And we're not without a future because Christ has been risen, has been raised, and He's seated at the right hand of God the Father, and He ever lives to make intercession for the saints. And we do that also. And you are important to pray also. That's why we're giving out those prayer cards. We're saying to the people, we're putting it in front of everybody on a Saturday morning with a prayer meeting, 7.30 to 8.30. We're praying over your prayer request. This week you might have a miracle. Next week you might have a new request. So fill in a new card. Get in the flow. You want your weekly request? Fine, fill in the card. People bear their souls and the pastors are there as a team of ministers and they take care of all of these things. They, they are concerned about you. They're praying for you. They want to pray for you. I say that the best counseling session is actually a prayer session. I've said that for many, many years. The best counseling session is a prayer session. When you're praying, and you're praying, and you see somebody's life is impacted, you see somebody healed from cancer, which I've seen in my life a number of times. You see how God can work in a mortal body and clothe that same mortal body with immortality like that. And don't worry when it comes to the youth, because even for you it's better, much better, much better, much better. Much better. And so with that, we get to another dimension. No, I haven't got the time for otherwise I would talk till, I don't know, go through the night. You know, the Apostle Paul was teaching. And um, teaching, the Bible says, yet a while until midnight. And at midnight, a man fell out of the window down into the street and bang, he was gone. And then they all gathered together. They went downstairs. They went out, outside. They formed the circle around the man. They prayed for him. He was raised from the dead. They all went back into the house, including him. And then Paul yet continue, continuing yet a while, even until daylight. Shut the doors, lock the doors, everybody. Let's stay. Amen. Continuing yet another while, even until daylight. Now, Paul was not going to have a man falling out of the window break up his, his church session. He was going to stay right there and say, okay, fine, let's pray for him. Right, there's a miracle, let's go on. The best counseling session is a prayer session. The best counsel that you can get is from God. The best wisdom you can get is from the Lord Jesus Christ, the mind of Christ. But if you pray and you obey, God will bless you. And if you die, you'll come out of that grave. I stood next to my own father's grave after his death. And there's the whole family all gathered together. They look at me and I say aloud, because I was not doing that service. I'm just saying aloud. I said, this grave is not going to keep my dad. There's not a way in the world this grave. You can put a ton of stones on top of him. You can cover him with, with whatever amount of, of dust of the earth. but he's going to come out there like that. Can you say amen? amen? And so will you if you are in Christ Jesus. If you're living, you're living with a living hope. If you fall asleep in Christ Jesus, you'll come out there like that. And you'll look around at the people around you before you even know. You'll see them 
before you even know all of you, including those who are um, alive and that remain. Those who are remaining alive. Instantly like that. Atomo. Like that. And there you go. Up in the air. Now I close with these words. I think of the Lord Jesus Christ when he said, you know what? God is the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Did you know that? How many of you know that? But you know what Jesus goes on to say? God is not the, the God of the dead, but the God of the living. The God of the living. Many will be seated with Abraham at the table at the time of the marriage supper of the Lamb. When the people, we all get together, there will be a time in which we will worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. I will close with these thoughts. Now, I want to say this. I'm finished, actually. I just want to say this to you. And I'm amazed at the ignorance that is in the world concerning the state of affairs, concerning the signs of the times, and the prophetic indicators of our time. I'm just amazed. The ignorant is just spectacular. Ignorance. Spectacular. And nations are ascribed with certain things. And people read the Bible and they see their own nation in that. And they say, we're going to do this. The Bible talks about Israel. It's all about Israel. It's all about Jerusalem. It's all about the Armageddon. It's all about Jesus coming to the Mount of the Olivets and going into the, into the Holy City and then the thousand-year millennial reign to start. That's on the day of the Armageddon. It's not like, well, you know, God's out of control. Russia's going to do this. China's going to do that. The USA is going to come and save. Nobody's going to save nothing. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And all of them, they will all do exactly what this book says. Nothing else. Nothing else. So everybody is going and huff, huff, and puff, and blow up, and become like that Oros man. You know, the one that's like that, and float into the air. Just to find out that God is the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, which is Israel, and He's coming back for His people, and He's going to deal with the bride of Christ who will meet the Lord in the air, and we'll all be together with Jesus and come back with Him on the day of the Armageddon when the Lord comes down with ye saints after the marriage supper of the Lamb. And there shall be a rejoicing in a thousand-year millennial reign. Give the Lord a praise offering. Everybody stand to your feet. Amen. 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 That's right. Give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How many of you glad tonight in this place? How many of you glad in this place? Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Though right now things might be morbid, things might be miserable, things might be this, things might be that. Don't worry. Jesus Christ is in control of everything concerning your life and your future. Amen. You don't have to worry. Why would you worry? Amen. And tonight, Lord, when the people give in cards, and even now, I just pray one single prayer over everybody, everybody right now. Whatever their greatest need is, just think of it now in a moment. In a moment, think of what your greatest need or needs are. Think about that. Jesus loves you. And God is in control of your life. And nobody and no nation and no place on earth can control you because God is in control of your life. And I thank you, Lord, tonight that you are meeting needs here in an unprecedented way, in an amazing way, meeting the needs of your people here by your very power. And that, Lord, your blessing is upon these people. Tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray by the power of the blood of the everlasting covenant, O Lord, our God,
that you will meet with everyone, meet everyone, and hear their prayers and their supplications, smeek beerde, smeek gebede, and that, Lord, you will answer them in the day of their trouble. Be with them, for the Lord is our shepherd. He leads us in the way of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though a man or a woman might go through the valley of the shadow of death, we shall fear no evil. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against us in judgment will openly condemn. This is the heritage of the saints in the light. We thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name, we loose a miracle answer for everybody's prayer this week. In Jesus Christ's name, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. The Lord bless and keep you. The Lord lift up His countenance over you. Be gracious to you. Impart eternal life to you. And now, Lord, I thank you that they will go forth and live here the abundant life. Yet we know at the best of times, what awaits us is far better than the best of our experiences in this present time. And we thank you for a hope and a future. And we thank you that we will not walk in fear, but by faith. We thank you that we have a living relationship. We can pray to you. We thank you, Lord, that you bless us and bless us at work and bless our work and the place of our work and bless us physically, spiritually, materially, and socially that we will prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, all God's people said, for more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.